We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here. Just after uh, noon, we have been at Ole Miss football practice. First time we can say that in uh, in two years. Just, we've got a press conference with Lane Kiffin later today. I've, I, I made mention to Kyle Campbell earlier this morning we were talking that unless I'm missing something, it's the first in-person press conference since I talked to Mike Bianco before the 2020 baseball season. We had media days. Well, yeah, we had media days. Yeah, but before that. That's it, right? Yeah. Like in season, kind of like, here we go. It's be the first one since in football since uh, Kiffin got the job. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So December of 19. Yeah, that's uh, that's correct. So kind of nuts. Anyway, we get Lane here in a little while. We'll uh, – Bring whatever to you from uh, that on the site. We will also have, uh, or I will have podcasts the next couple of days in some format. We uh, we get coordinators tomorrow, so DJ Durkin, um, Jeff Levy tomorrow from a coverage standpoint. Also, Neil and I both have observations from today's practice up on the site. I mean, we are two wonderful football minds, so you should go yes, over sir. and subscribe. You should read that to see all the genius that is involved in those observations. Those are linked to the top of the message board if you uh, if you so wish. It is good when you can talk to people. At practice, because well, I do lean on that. That's heavily. the one thing we've missed the most. Yes, over the course of, I mean, it goes for anything. Covering a game, period. Sure. Just the ability to walk up to so and so and go, so hey, um, yeah, what do, you, what do you see? Yeah, you tell me what you think, and guess what? That's going to be my opinion here in about an hour. Well, I, mean, uh, I just yeah. I always say staffers say, yeah, because yeah, I talk yeah. to staffers and they they will talk to you and tell you things. I think if they, especially if they think that you're fair to them and. So far, I think they think that we're we are, have been a fair publication. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, we've been freaking cheerleaders for the most part. So I mean, I mean, I, I can't remember writing a negative word about this staff yet in two years. So I don't I don't know what the hell they'd be mad at me about. You haven't exactly pitchforked them lately. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, mean, you know, I, you, I literally tried, I, t- I had this conversation with the other day. They're, they're like, "What's it like covering these guys?" I'm like, I, I, mean, I don't really know them, but. I mean, I I think they respect us. And someone goes, have you written anything negative yet? And I was like, no. I mean, not really. No. I mean, What's no. What's right? I mean. Yeah, no, I know. So we'll uh, we'll talk a little about that today. But check the site, seriously. Uh, there will be more detail on the actual football minutia than you will get on the Sir podcast. Yeah. Gave some grades, color grades. Yeah. Blue grades, red grades, green it a, grades. It was a magenta practice today as we, uh, as we got going. It was um, hot out there. It was a little warm. But, We're on turf, too. Yeah, so if you haven't ever been on Ole Miss's practice fields, the ones yeah. up up top kind of are on our turf, and then you get down on the natural grass, and the uh-huh. difference is like seven hundred degrees. It seriously is a big difference. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about the it. The heat off the turf, you can feel it like coming up on your legs, and you feel like you're getting a sunburn. Yeah, because I was I noticed I was like I'm not necessarily like sweating like upper body, but I was like my legs are sweating, but yeah. it was from the 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 turf, and it was coming yeah, it's coming yeah. up. It's like jungly, like you're yeah. So. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll 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 hit plenty of these things on the podcast. Tell you kind of some overall thoughts and more, and just cover some news since we last were together on uh, Thursday. The Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You need to download the Speed Pass Plus app. Take advantage of that. 
earn points and save money there with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. You also get to check out the self-checkout line there at the Blue Sky. Don't have to let more. I mean, if there's a big line, don't worry about it. Go up, take care of yourself. We are, uh, we're big fans of the self-checkout, so you should be too there at the Blue Sky again on Highway 6. And we're coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. Get your quote. The rest is up to you, 662-257-1900. Guests uh, will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water opens again on Wednesday. It's going to be another hot week. Everybody's talking about football season, which is great. No football game this weekend, so it's still a perfect time to go to Rafters on the Water at Sardis, and then don't forget Rafters on the Square and Rafters New Albany as well. A little tighter podcast today. We do have to be back on campus, Lane Kiffin, in less than an hour and a half, so just be aware of that from a uh, from a timing standpoint. Yeah. We're going to grill him. <clears throat> it's really minute. Yeah, we're going to really dive into the minutiae because Lane likes those questions, and so I think it's important to ask him about Third string tight ends. Yeah, you really dive in deep. Just can we talk about third string offensive guards? What's your guess your on the question that will make you be like, whatever today? It, it, it's some somebody will go, hey Lane, do you think you got you think you got out of practice today? What you wanted? Yes. <laughs> you go. Um, what the hell, man? I mean, what's he going to say? They about? aren't in pads. Yeah. They're just out there. They're running around. If everyone got off the field healthy, practice went as yeah. as they wanted today. Well, that's that what was. I wrote on my at the end of mine. I think you did too. I haven't completely read yours because I was having to hustle to get this ready, but. I made a point to go one practice, no pads. One yeah. practice, there were no pads. It was yeah. one practice. Yeah. So like offensive line ideas, I don't know. They're out there. They're running around. They're 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 doing some stuff. Um. Somebody asked, said that did everything kind of seem normal? Yeah. It from a straight covering a practice standpoint, it was it was pretty damn nice. I'll be honest. Like as much as we gripe about weather and whatever, it was there was a semblance of normalcy that we haven't had in a really long time because it did. I, I did not. I mean, there are a few masks here and there and whatnot, but otherwise, there was nothing would even indicate it was a pandemic period at all. I mean, it felt mm-hmm. completely normal out there today. Yeah, I asked a couple of people, does it start to feel normal? Like guys in football, yeah, and the words were, hope so. Everybody's just kind of, you know, but hope so. Mm-hmm. Feels like it felt normal to me. Felt like a football practice. Had the had the music blaring. Had some 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 rock for the most part. Yeah, soundtrack was pretty upbeat. Mixed in a little bit of country. Yeah, some rap. Mostly kind of rock. Yeah, stuff everybody knows for the most part. Hell's bells. Yeah, knew it was matching walkout songs. To well, I was I was trying to remember was that Trevor Hoffman and it was yeah yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. Um, well, the interesting song choice. Did you, did you notice that Rocky Top? Rocky mixed Top in was the on there. That was interesting. But it was, it wasn't like game week. But it was doing some simulation on noise, though, right? Yes, so it was yes. playing a bunch of yeah. stuff that you would hear in other other stadiums. It was their soundtrack that they play when they're trying to do noise drills. Yeah, you can play a game in Atlanta and you're going to play a game at, at Auburn and you're going to play a game in Tuscaloosa and you're going to play a game in Starkville and where's the other road game? Tennessee. Yeah, yeah you're going to play a game in Knoxville. There's going to be some noise. Yeah. So, you, you know, you got to get used to operating with noise. Practice has a quicker pace than we have covered some staffs in the past. I thought everybody was moving a little more efficiently. Um, yeah, I talked to There some, was not as much dead time as I've seen in some previous. The goal is for practice to be harder than games. Yeah. And watching what I watched, if you are not in shape, you're passed out 30 minutes into that practice. You're done. They were kind of like on the hoof pretty quick. Yeah, moving was, around. Was, there was, I mean, there were some dudes that were, there were some couple of dudes that were struggling. But for the most part, and I wrote this, the thing that stands out to me, and I've covered some really good SEC teams. At Auburn, covered a couple of really good teams at LSU for the most part. And I'm not saying Ole Miss is one of those teams yet. But, boy, they look like an SEC roster in person as opposed to 2019. Still have some spots. And at key positions where you go, whoa, okay. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my one takeaway from the offensive line is, hey, those first five, you they look like SEC linemen. That, that's, a, that's a good group. 
Yeah, I was mostly watching defense, but you're right. That offensive line's good up front. They've grown up some. Yeah. You know, I mean, some you guys. You see James and Caleb Warren and those guys yep. who suddenly, hey, yeah, ben that, Brown. that'll play. And credit to Matt Luke and Tyler Siski and those guys. Those were guys they targeted, and, and now they've been developed, and they look the part. Um, and you, you hope th- you get what you want out of the transfer where Brown can play guard and be at the positions yeah. they want him to be at. What I noticed defensively is just so much more depth, especially in the back eight. I still have some concerns up front because it's early. I just remembered an observation that I failed to write down. Um, so I'll do it here. Like Taiwan Malone's not moving around yet the way that you want him to move around. He he was not in a position to contribute today. But it's August the ninth. They don't play again. They don't play till September the sixth. So he's got some time, but. He didn't appear to be one million percent. He didn't appear to be trusting that knee yet. There was some moving around that was a little shaky. But at linebacker, there's no question they're much more deep. Much deeper, I think, is the word that I'm searching for. Deeper. Mm -hmm. It's that ULM education kicking in. Um, And and then more athletic. And then on the in the secondary, it's just night and day. It's just totally different deal. They've they've got. They've got lots of bodies back yeah. there. With, with all due respect, you easily see why John Haynes trained this Because he wasn't going to play. Yeah, he, he was going. He was not going to play. I mean, I, I I wrote about this. People do depth charts, and I know I know we have a, a running depth chart joke at rebelgrove.com. It's it's actually gotten where I, I enjoy partaking in the joke as well. But if you were to tell me today, put a depth chart together, mm, I wouldn't. I, I kind of wouldn't know how to do it even if I was seriously trying to do it on defense because they, they have so many people who come in in different personnel packages. They have so much more depth. So many guys who are more versatile, Jalen Jones, Otis Reese, Kedron Smith. It's football Guys who can today. move around. It's, it's everything's so situational. There is no, hey, here's the base and here's what we're – you know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. – it, eh. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because we, I was, was talking to someone this morning about how – Someone who knows I'm a basketball kind of junkie, and we were talking about how basketball has become positionless. And in many ways, defensive football has become somewhat positionless outside of the front. And when I say front, I mean defensive tackles, nose guards. Everybody else is you, – you play a range of positions. You don't necessarily – you're not necessarily the left corner or the – Free safety. Mm-hmm. You move around, and, and they do that with a lot of different people on defense. And, and look, I've, can they get up to 50th in defense? I don't know. It's a, that's a big jump from where they were last year where they were 117th or whatnot. Yeah. But are they going to be better? They're absolutely going to be better. They're, they're, they're going to be significantly better on defense. Because they were even better at the end of the year when it was just Otis. Yeah. And, and Otis is the type of player that raises all ships. You can see that mm-hmm. when you get to watch up front. Otis makes A.J. Finley a much better player. Uh, Otis makes um, Kedron Smith a much better player. They're, they're better at corner. I love some of the freshman DBs. Um, Washington, Johnson, Breedlove, um, Demarcus Williams. Mm-hmm. Different guys popped at different times, and that's before – even get into guys like Jalen Jones, who've been there for a while, Ja'Cory Hawkins, who's been there for a while. They've just got bodies that they didn't have a year ago. It's going to let guys be fresh. It's going to create playing time. It's going to allow you to absorb an injury in a way that you couldn't a year ago. Miles Battle. Yeah. I mean, you know, Miles Miles looks like an NFL corner. He does. Not a first-round pick. Like some, I, mean, I saw somebody do that. I'm like, God, stop. I mean, he's got a lot to prove before you can talk about that, but – they look the part. They've got a lot more size, a lot more height. Like MJ Daniels, for example, you know, he's got got to put a little weight on, but he's really smooth. And then you talk about linebackers. They added Chance Campbell, who who brings them some real maturity there, some steadiness. And then I wrote this. I'm kind of giving some of it away here. He popped in the spring. And then I saw him today, and he was the very first guy that popped off the field to me. It was Austin Keys. Oh, that's right. You did like like you some Austin and Keys. And I in the watched him again today, and I'm like, oh. He, I wrote this. He looks like one of the Alabama linebackers. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the difference is when you go to a practice in Tuscaloosa, there's like seven of those guys. Yeah, sure. So people go, what's the difference? Oh, that's the difference. What is the compliment that he looks But like? he looks like one of their guys at linebacker, runs like one of their guys. And now that he's played a little bit, he's beginning to get confident. Speed. Yeah, catching up to the speed. Because if you don't know what's coming, you're a step slow. And if you're a step slow, you're beat. Mm-hmm. And so that's what people talk about your eyes in the right place and gaps and all that stuff. That's what that's about on defense is kind of playing instinctively. And they're not there yet. Some of the freshmen aren't there yet. Although Tysheem Johnson is really damn close. And if he keeps making incremental strides like he's done from the spring to now, they're going to have a really hard time keeping him off the field. I don't know. I don't know how you would do it. And Trey Washington too. I mean, they've got they're significantly better on the back. I'm, I'm, I still have concerns about the front. I saw some things with, uh, is it Demon Clowney or Demon? How do you say his first Demon, name? Demon. Yeah. Um, he, he, he looks better. He looks, he looks like he might be able to help him. Sam Williams didn't do much today, but again, one day, who knows? One day. One day, and it might not have been in the script for him to do anything today. Yeah. Um, but I, I worry about their depth on the edge a little bit. I don't see that yet. Better, better in the interior. Worry about a, worry about the edge a little. I, I think that's a concern. I, I do. I, I think that's a valid uh-oh area. I don't know that they've got, speaking of Alabama, Georgia, I don't know that they've got LSU. I don't know that they've got that type of edge guy that those programs have right now. No, I mean, you, you said it. I mean, whether today was a day or not, Sam fulfilling any semblance of expectations changes them in either direction. If he doesn't, they look like they're a guy where you don't know where that's coming from. And if he can just give you some semblance of what that's supposed to look like, all of a sudden you've got at least one side to some degree handled. There. Yeah, I had one guy say to me today who knows the team pretty well, the, the concern is going to be they think defensively they're going to be much better on first down, much better on second down. Can they get off the field on third down? Can they get the kind of pass rush that makes a quarterback check down? Can they get the kind of pass rush that makes a quarterback have to throw a ball away or you sack a quarterback, hit a quarterback, create a turnover? You know, when teams go to four and five wide, if you can't get to the quarterback, someone's going to get open if you give them enough time and third and seven gets converted and, you know, the rest of that, that get a whole new set of downs and, wear a defense out that way we'll look at offense here a little more in a second first we'll talk about community mortgage oxford memphis Siddow county and chattanooga underwriting and processing is done in memphis they're going to look on underwriting that understands your market a leader in condo financing the float down option and more you can find jason at 662-234-2704 or j-l-o-w-e at community mdg.com Dead Soxy's back with us. Go to deadsoxy.com, enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout, get 25% off the very best socks you will ever put on your feet. Again, deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove. The Grove will be open back to full capacity this fall. The team at 7 South Tailgating is going to be there to serve any tailgating needs you may have. It's your one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. So whether you're uh, coming for one game, just SEC games, all the games, whatever the case may be, 7southtailgating.com. 662-321-1682. Brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's the place to go. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Again, GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi. Brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. They've developed their own custom blend for treating hangovers several years ago to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. It's the only two-patch system available on the market. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by uh, ACS, Automation Control Systems, LLC. Our buddy uh, Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. They're a complete electrical control solutions uh, systems provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. 
podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. VisitOxfordMS.com is the website. Go see the events. Calendar, find out what all's going on every single day here locally around town. This weekend, or uh, coming up on Friday at least, the uh, Yachtnam Tafal Arts Council Iron Bartender. Get tickets still available there. Ten different bartenders from around the area um, with a cocktail competition. I'll be there. You can come hang out. Well, when is this? Uh, it's on Friday night. Judge Co- some cocktails. Cocktail competition, huh? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Where? Uh, at the Powerhouse. Okay. Yeah. Ten different bartenders uh, all getting different spirits to uh, put into the competition. they got to uh-huh. come up with a, with a drink. There are two winners at the end of the night. There uh-huh. is a judge's co- winner. And there are you is a, a judge? I am, yes. Oh, wow. And then there is a public uh, winner as well. You can come try them all out and have a good time. So it's Friday night. Find out more at OxfordYC.com. Uh, bus tours back 3 and 4 o'clock on Friday. And remember, if you get an adult ticket, that also includes $100 off a pair of blue Delta jeans. And then uh, here a few weeks away, but on August 28th, Eat in the Street. That's Jackson Avenue East celebrating the uh, the opening of the new uh, way the street looks there on uh, East Jackson, just off the square. Family activities throughout the day and the music headlined by Drew Holcomb from 5 to 9 there in town. So, um, offensively, we talked about the offensive line a little bit. I know we get tons of quarterback questions, and nobody said this, but it's just sort of my opinion. It's some other people's opinions that I was talking to with today. I know there's a, a fascination with the backup quarterback always. Um, my gut tells me that who comes in for some snaps against Austin P in the fourth quarter is different than who will play should something knock on wood happen to Matt. Um, at some point for any length of time during the season. I, I think Plumley would be the quarterback if Ole Miss needs a quarterback um, for any period of, of length this season. I think they would give a mop-up time to one of the other one of the other guys, is my opinion. Um, yeah, I didn't see enough today to know. Well, I guess what I'm saying is I did not – one day, one freaking day, yeah. no pads, I don't know. And you'd have to change so much. I did not think Kincaid looked overly comfortable today. From I didn't straight, think he, yeah. just kind of And, I, and I saw that in the spring, movement, too. Yeah. You know – Altmar is so brand new that he gets time to figure this thing out. Sure. I'm not judging a true freshman who, frankly, should be in his first week of practice here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not see enough for someone to unseat Plumley should a long tenure be needed by somebody other than Matt Corral. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. Um, that's that, that's what it looked like to me. I mean, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I'm, maybe someone will change this. And again, this isn't completely fair to Altmaier, but I would do, I would say this even if Luke looks freaking fantastic by November. Watching Matt Corral practice in the spring, watching him today, and I didn't see much, Matt's going pro. And so Matt's not coming back, and you got to get into the transfer portal and go get you a quarterback. Yeah. Matt's. And Lane should have the reputation to be able to do that. Um, Matt can make throws. That's what I'm saying. Like I can grade Matt's throws all day long today, but that was irrelevant. He – Played quarterback, he threw the ball, it was fine, I'm not, whatever. But he's taking charge, and he did last year, but even in continuation, he's taking charge of that team in a way that is pretty significant and incredible. He was by far the most energetic guy on the offense all day long. He just, he's like the damn Energizer Bunny. He's bouncing around non-freaking-stop. He's yelling in a positive way at his teammates, hey, let's go, move, let's, like, whatever. But, you know, it's it's one thing to kind of do that and not be the guy that's dancing around, another being the guy that goes, okay, well, we got to follow him because there he goes. And he's he sets such a tone for especially the offense, but kind of the team in general, that you saw a really mature leader in practice today from him. Mm-hmm. That, that all the intangibles, all the body language stuff was just really, really good. That maybe he grew up in college or something? Maybe, yeah. He's not the same guy he was when he was 18. Um, I mean. I think that's a possibility. Uh, I mean, I, it's, you know, it's kind of like Ben Brown and Jeremy James are bigger and stronger now that they've had a couple of years. In a, yeah, I, I mean. They are. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> really, you know, it's. Yeah, you know, Nick Broker really growing into his body. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that yeah. happens. Oh. Imagine that. Yeah, so so he's twenty two instead of eighteen, and he's developed some. Huh? <laughs> it was it was noticeable with Matt today, um, and on an offense where they're, I mean, they're going to be good, but still trying to figure a lot out. I mean, I, I sit there and watch the running backs, and I still come back to. The other guys are good enough to allow them to move Ely around and to do some different things because. 
in pass catching stuff, Ely pops in a way that is hard to put into words. I mean, he really does. He's he's a gear different than everybody else out there. He looks like a first round draft choice. He does. Wherever you'd like to put him. Yes. Back there, over there, go catch it. It's it's significant. And Snoop Connor has taken a step. Which you kind of thought he would. Snoop looked bigger today. He, he looked a little more. Yeah, he did. And and then the presence of Parrish allows them to play around with Ely some. Although Ely is the best running back on campus. He is. I mean, before anybody goes Yeah, no, crazy. the argument is, are the other guys close enough to allow you to move Jerry on in other places at times? Yeah. That, that's the question. The answer to that is yes. Yeah. No, not that Jerry can't play running back. You can be. Yeah, the question with Parrish, and you don't see this in one day. <laughs> Again, one day, no pads. What can he do with pass pro? Can he handle that right now at this point in his career to be an every down back? And I have no idea. And there's no way. I'm, I'm not about to judge that off today because there was no one in there pads. There was no pass pro. And so you didn't do pass pro because yeah. no one's in pads. But um, God, he's quick. He's quick. And he's he makes that second move better than anyone on the roster not named Jerry Neely. And he's right there with Jerry on in that regard. And they have a guy for, like, all situations. You know what you're going to get out of Snoop. He's probably a better version than he's been in years past. And, I mean, I, I like Bullock. Yeah. I mean, he's lost in here, but yeah, he does some stuff where you go, hey, in, in another year with as bad as they've been in the backfield at times, you go, hey, that's the dude. I mean. Well, he's the guy that mop up against an Austin P. Wouldn't mind seeing him get 10, 15 carries. Yeah. See what he can do. I loved him in the spring. I thought he was terrific in the spring against a defense that was playing for something and an offensive line that was kind of makeshift and mm-hmm. no receivers because everybody was kind of hurt. And Matt wasn't about to run it in the spring. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you you kind of knew what was coming, and he still was pretty productive. Um, Plumley has gained some weight. He certainly has football weight and baseball weight. They're two different things. Yeah. He looked bigger. He looked thicker today. Um, he looked thicker than he did as a quarterback. Yeah. he. We'll see how he catches the football. I've had people from Oak Grove tell me that's going to be your question is how he consistently catches the he football. He caught it well today. And then I thought that the other parts of it, he looks in he, – he does not look out of place playing. He's, he's quick. No. He cuts. Yeah. His routes are not overly experienced, but they're good. They're fine. I mean, I, I thought he looked really good in the slot today. I, I, I thought so too. I thought uh, J.J. Henry did some nice things. Quay Davis had a moment or two. They say Davis fighting for the football showed a little more strength and size than maybe I had given him credit for yeah. coming out of out of JUCO. I'd like to see someone emerge on the edge, whether it's Mingo or whether it's Dennis Jackson or Drummond was inconsistent today. Um, and again, one day, who knows? One day. He it's had hot. a couple drops that stick out. Yeah. I tell you, early on in the practice, and I don't know what this this could be. Nothing to do with any formation at all. I mean, we we don't have the we don't have Lane's book. We don't really no. know what they're doing or not doing. They had Drummond at almost like an H back role really early in practice today, yeah. where almost kind of more tight endish, getting close to the line of scrimmage, kind of getting in traffic a little bit. And I thought he looked pretty good at that. I frankly, I thought that was a a pleasant, neat deal there. And then the two guys on offense, and I wrote, I just wrote one offensive note because it stuck out. The two guys on offense that caught my eye a couple of times, and in large part because I was talking to people who were telling me, hey, watch for this. Literally, I was having a conversation with a staffer who was talking about Braylon Brown as Braylon Brown, seconds later, caught a touchdown pass. I was like, wow, you just kind of had your um, Tony Romo moment there. But Braylon made play after play after play. He didn't get there till this summer. He's not in the football shape maybe that the other guys are in and he was having to acclimate to hey this is a different kind of practice than anything I've ever experienced in my life um and then Hudson Wolf is healthy now for the first time really he's only been kind of back with them for about a month or so and they're excited about him no he didn't do anything today but talking to people they're they're pretty excited about his frame a target over the middle. Again, we've got four weeks. What's today? Yeah, four weeks from tonight, Ole Miss plays a football game. they got a little time to work on some stuff. 
they need Wolf to give them some semblance of a role as a pass catcher at that position. Um, yeah, because Casey Kelly wasn't there today. He, 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 he was, was the there. only offensive guy that I did not see dressed and playing. Yeah. Um, still dealing with a knee leg thing that he he did snowboarding skiing something like something that like right that. after yeah. the uh, right after the season. Um, there are things that Rogers does well, more of a blocker than a catcher. Um, Thomas does some things well, but doesn't have really the size to do the every down everything you need out of that position. Doesn't have the height. Um, yeah, for sure. Sus pointed out today it was actually kind of just a a funny moment. He was trying to get a release during seven-on-seven stuff, and when he went around, A.J. Finley grabbed him and kind of pulled on him, and Thomas turned around. I think there was probably a few other words thrown in there, but he was like, man, you've been doing that since high school. And you kind of forget that these dudes do know one another, like they're both from the Mobile area or whatever, and he, yeah, he just kind of snapped at him real quick, and he was like, yeah, you've been doing that since high school. The grabbing. Yeah, yeah the grabbing at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was kind of funny. Um, But they – uh the wide receiver outside, the tight end, those are the only two question marks. And I think they're real, but it's a credit to Ole Miss that it even sort of feels like nitpicking in some ways, given what normal seasons have looked like in sure. the past on how they're trying to put rosters and depth together and different things. Um, and again, you never know what was scripted into today. Like, what are you wanting to get on film today? Well, it's really the football thing on trying to cover football, period, especially the people that go, hey, let me break all this down for you. You don't know what you're they're doing. You don't know what their goal is The here. objective. So, yeah, like, how do you... Because they have meetings about what do we want to get on film to look at. Well, there's only, there's, the practice is scripted. You see the coaches pull out the cards and they look at the script. Yeah. So there's things that they're wanting to do. And some of that is to see it live, and some of it is to see it on film, and that's the stuff that we don't know. And so when you try to make – you can quickly – we've probably already done it like 10 times in this podcast trying not to do it. You can quickly make a complete idiot of yourself. Oh, you'll say something that makes no sense at all. Sure. Given uh, what they're, what they're not listening to this podcast, but if they did, there's already been like at least 10 times that they're like, nope, that's wrong. You don't think so? Don't I, don't, I, I feel safe in saying that they're not listening. Maybe down the road, but not today. They're busy. But to build off what you said, I, I think I think they do need Braylon Brown to play a role this season. Yeah, I do too. There's 100% truth to that. I, I think that that's not just a one-day hot take, that they need him to, 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 to be what he I is. I think they think he's going to. Got reps today. Got, got a lot of reps. I mean, people who matter were – people who matter were pleased – and again, now he's got to do it with pads on, and you got to show that you can adjust to the physical portion of this. And there's a freshman wall that you hit in camp a little bit, and you've got to work your way through it, typically. We'll see. But if you told me that Braylon Brown's playing significant snaps in four weeks, I buy it. I know we don't know the answer to this, but in a perfect world, how much do you think they do move Ely around? Like, what, is, what do you think of like a goal? A lot. There? Put him out wide, you put him in the slot, you put him at running back, you put him at wildcat. You make defenses worry about him. You make defensive coordinators spend time preparing for all sorts of different things. You You take away from a defensive coordinator's ability to put together a comprehensive plan on other things. Mm -hmm. Because there's only so much you can throw at your kids in the course of a week. And we talk about fall camp and, boy, you can throw everything in the world at fall camp and then start pulling it back. But once you get into game week – You're picking and choosing at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you play on Saturday, you you recover on Sunday, you put in a plan on Monday and Tuesday, and then you have to refine it. You you throw too much at them and guys play slow. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now you're, yeah, you're going to have to, I think if you're Ole Miss, you want to put Jerry and Ely on film at a lot of places. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Nix 10 and Associates for all your real estate needs here locally in Oxford, 662-281-1200. I've used them for the buy portion of a uh, contract and a sell portion, including here recently on both sides of that. So let them take care of you between O'Keefe Graham and Clay DeWeese. They will handle everything local for your real estate needs and more. They also will uh, are sponsoring a debut 
um, article that will come out starting next week, football-related for the uh, the season as well. So uh, click the link in my signature in the story when it comes out and more to uh, go to the website at nickstanoxford.com. I have plenty of different ways to uh, search around, find the home of your dreams, check out agents, and more. Again, 662-281-1200. Real quick, shout-out to Bruce Reb. Thanks for the uh, super chat. Really appreciate that. He says thanks for the great coverage and always great shows. Thanks, Bruce, for uh, for being there. Appreciate it. Uh, you can be a part of history this summer with the Oxford Park Commission. They're hosting their first fall volleyball league for girls uh, in October and November. The league is open for ages 9 to 14. The cost is $50 per player. Oxfordparkcommission.com is the uh, is the website. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based in Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, Office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss grads. They utilize their unique skill set to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. If you want to learn more about properties such as um, the village at Madison, uh, there in Madison, Mississippi, get in touch with Sam and B.B. 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they're uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans custom fit in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. You can go to their uh, website and check out their virtual tailor and get measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure that you're looking great for the first kick of football season in September. Uh, go to uh, bluedeltajeans.com, enter the promo code rebelgrove at checkout or in person in the Oxford studio and get 10% off your purchase. We are also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, everything you could want. They are the gold standard in fine jewelry. It's LamonsFineJewelry.com or 662-234-2777. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. Comer Heating and Air is the name you can trust uh, well over 50 years of professional HVAC experience in Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area, 662-801-1777 for Comer Heating and Air. And we're brought to you by the College Cornerage, one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. So whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-C. And they got two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the Wind Gig, the Powers, the Clark Ford Studio. I have it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, network security, parental controls, wireless mesh extenders, and more. Call the office for details. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Uh, come out, came out yesterday uh, in a story by Chris Lowe. Lane says that they are 100% vaccinated for uh, the 2021 season. I mean, in all seriousness, hell of an effort because they were not that close 10, 14 days ago. Um, you had them fairly close on Friday, and it looks like they, they got a few more between then and uh, whenever he talked yeah, to Chris. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I had exact numbers. Um, they had 87% as of whether that was Thursday or Friday. I, I don't know. Late last week had gotten at least one shot was at least on their way to being fully vaccinated. So there was some language in that story yesterday that made me wonder if there's a little bit of ambiguity, but whatever. Um, Either way, they appear to be above the threshold. It means they get limited testing, limited protocols and, greatly diminishes the chance that they would have a game lost or forfeited because of their vaccination rates. It almost eliminates the chance of losing a game to a forfeit. Yeah. I mean, unless... That's, that's true. I'm trying to think of even a scenario where it would... I mean, unless they change the protocols based on new well, information. Sure, yeah. Which I think is everyone's fear at this point. Yeah, that's your nightmare. Well, you look... This allows you to stop testing so damned much. I mean, 
not to get on this topic at all, but if you talk to people at different schools, the one thing they'll tell you is if we could just stop testing this whole thing on our campus, on our team, on our program would go away. Why? Because the kids are asymptomatic. If you'd stop testing, you'd never know. So for Ole Miss, it's much closer to just not being something to deal with other than some of the stuff. But if you're not testing three times a week, you're not going to get false positives because you're not getting tests. And asymptomatic guys who may actually have it, even though they're vaccinated, you'll never know. Was anybody else out for injuries today at all on the defensive side? Uh, Jake Springer was limited. That's right. Um, that was it. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah, and Springer's going to play. He's another guy. And today he was Might limited. Yeah, he yeah. was out there. He did some stuff. But, I mean, they he didn't do everything. But I don't – I know it, well, from talking to people it's nothing serious. We'll know prior to most people listening to this, but anything of interest today with Lane that you can come up with? Not really. It's either too early or we already know the answer, it feels like, for almost everything today, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's kind of early. I mean, people are going to ask him detailed football questions and get no answers. I'll benefit from having a mask because I can kind of laugh and no one will see me. He will get bored within five minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. He'll kind of frown and he'll answer the question. What's I think he gets frustrated because I do think and sometimes he wants to talk and he'd be more than willing to talk if he actually likes the question. Like I think there's a part of him that wants to engage. He just doesn't get the questions to engage that, yeah. that interest him. Yeah. I think so. And it's kind of early for big picture stuff too. I yeah. mean I mean I I'd like to get his thoughts on Texas and Oklahoma. and mm. Does he see a scenario where college football becomes NFL style in terms of geograph- geography? I have some th- thoughts about that kind of thing. I mean, I think he would appreciate that. He'd answer that. Do you see a scenario where the Pac-12 breaks up and – or merges with another league, or you know, he's coached in that league, very familiar with that league. Is there a scenario where you could see the Pac-12 stepping up financially in the way that the SEC and sure. Big Ten have? I don't know that today's the day for that question, yeah, yeah. and frankly, I don't know that I want to do everybody else's work. Yeah, but those are things I'd love to sit and talk with Lane Kiffin about because I actually think he would enjoy that conversation. Yeah. Uh, Rivals did a little shuffling today. Arch Manning, the new number one, and the Rivals Rivals 250 um, (laughs) on their their re-rank today. Um, Gives us another reason to put him out front. Yeah, Adam Friedman with the news earlier. uh, Number one quarterback, number one overall player for uh, 2023. So there's that. No pressure. You know, it's just... Do you watch Peyton's speech? I've seen Cliff Notes. I have not. I did not actually watch it. I saw multiple people say that it almost sounded like more like a candidate speech than a than a Hall of Fame speech. It did. It sounded like he was um, maybe commissioner one day. Commissioner of the whole damn sport, not yeah. just the NFL. The whole th- like the czar, the czar of football. Okay, we need a czar. Peyton's the czar. He went really fast, but he said he was going to hurry, and he did. He went fast. He had a lot to say and got it in quickly. How long did he talk? It was not long. Like twenty minutes? Oh no, seven or eight. Oh really? That short? Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes those things like really drawn on. John Lynch had a great speech. Did he? Yeah. Tom Flores looks a thousand years old. Yeah. His speech was kind of good though. Was it? Yeah. NFL does the Hall of Fame thing right. They do. They 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 do it right. Peyton got choked up a couple of times, mostly when he talked about his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, had a hell of a career. Yeah, just kind of hitting quick things with that. Bobby Bowden passes away over the weekend. Um, yeah. 91. Been terminal for a few weeks. Knew it was getting close. Um, he was a great man. Let me tell you that. 
That's right. what everybody who ever met right. him has talked about was the man he is. I had three or four interactions with Bobby Bowden. One in particular that really stands out to me and, and frankly was gave me a lot of confidence on a story that I needed some confidence on. Oh, really? I mean, I wrote about it in 10 Thoughts a little bit. The, I was My first year on the Auburn beat was Terry Bowden's last year at Auburn. I didn't know anybody, okay? I mean, I knew nobody. And I get over there. My first day on the beat was like their third day of camp. So it was just, here, jump in. Good luck. And then, I don't know, Auburn was like week five or six of the season when Terry Bowden resigned on a Friday. They were supposed to play. They did play Louisiana Tech the next day. Terry Bowden quit on that Friday, I guess. And it was a a wild scramble, as you can imagine. Because I got beat on, and I didn't have that. And um, one of the numbers that I had, my predecessor on the Auburn beat had left me with some numbers. And one of the numbers that I had was Bobby Bowden, Terry's dad. And so I'm 27 at the time. And I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, I work for a Birmingham paper. Bobby Bowden's from Birmingham. It's his dad. But it's Bobby Bowden. I mean, because I'd grown up when Bobby Bowden and Florida State were dominating college football. But I called. I called. I'm like, I gotta do, I got I'm, I'm I've gotta have something different. And Ann Bowden answered the phone and could not have been nicer. And then after I talked to her and got a couple of quotes about her son quitting his job. She was good. She was great. Could not have been nicer. Now I said, Could I possibly speak to your husband? Expecting to hear, God no, are you out of your mind? <laughs> She said, he's right here. Anyway. Handed, handed Bobby Bowden the phone, and here's this voice that I've grown up hearing. Yeah, you, you know? hear it on the phone, and it's... And it. you're like, whoa. I mean, I had this moment of, oh, my God, I'm talking to Bobby Bowden. And uh, I probably stuttered through the first little bit of it. Could not have been nicer. Could not have been nicer. Talked to me for, I don't know, 15 minutes maybe. Could not have been kinder, and it calmed me down. And I got I got off the phone, and I had you had a story. I had a story that I was able to produce quickly, that was good, that got my editors off my ass for a little while, long enough for me to gather yourself. <sighs> okay, here we go. It's going to be a bad weekend. You know, it's going to be a bad weekend. This is about mitigating damages, and let's look ahead to a coaching search. I'd already covered a coaching search. I was good. I knew I was good at them, and I'm like, we're gonna you're gonna dominate the coaching search. Get through this, stem the bleeding, mm-hmm. and I did. I don't know that I ever have that reset moment if I don't get Bobby Bowden on the phone. Oh, because you're still scrambling. Well, and it also was like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm oh, because okay. that took care of a day. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. in the paper. We're I, gonna. Yeah, it was. I'm okay. I'm. I'm gonna be okay. I'm. I'm good enough to handle this. It's gonna be okay. I got it. All right, now get get to Auburn and start working. Find the team. Find Bill Oliver. Do your job. Tomorrow's going to be ugly. You know it's going to be ugly, but it's okay. And it kind of was. And and I met him subsequently once in Birmingham, and I met him once in Mobile. And just great guy. We don't have to wait anymore. We know immediately where somebody else is. What was the anxiety like waiting on your competitor stories in the mornings to see what you have missed or not missed? How did you check that? I mean, I just what didn't was... sleep. Oh, really? I just didn't sleep. You'd wake up in the morning and check those sites. Knowing that it wait, could be... Wait for a phone call. Yeah. I mean, you're you're clicking on that son of a gun. Oh, yeah. And it could be over for you for the oh, yeah. day. I mean, oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and there were there were days in that last week where I was riding nothing but Tuberville to Auburn, and they're writing about George O'Leary, and the fact that I can still remember who they wrote about tells you how freaked out I was. And I just thought, well, this is either going to be the story that really makes your career, or you're fired. I mean, it's one or the other. And and so, at some point, I at some point that came over me, like Auburn played a basketball game on that Tuesday night 
Monday night or Tuesday night, they played BYU, I think. I didn't see a single dribble. All I did was work football. And I wrote a basketball story off of a box sheet. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And on the drive back, I thought to myself, you're either right or you're wrong. And if you're right, awesome. And if you're wrong, you're going to be looking for another job. And it's that simple. And and at this point, the writing is – the hay is in the barn. There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. There's no going back. I don't have that from anybody. I don't have George O'Leary from anybody. I don't have it. And so, so I, I wrote a paragraph. This paper mentioned this guy, and this paper mentioned this guy, but I ain't got that. All I had was it's Tuberville. Yeah. And Ole Miss played Mississippi State on Thanksgiving night, and I came over here. It was what it was. I mean, it's story time, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was horrible is what it was. It was my stomach was tied in 4,000 knots. It was 28-6 to six when State yeah. won the, the West. Friday tonight. morning relief when I was informed for sure that Tommy Tuberville was in Auburn was, <sighs> oh, my God, thank you. Yes. I did not exhale completely until Friday. Morning. Never been happier in your life for a Pine Box quote to not be correct. Never. At that, at that Never. Moment. Never. Yeah. Never been happier to see a human being in a place. Than Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> Tommy Tuberville at the <laughs> Auburn Hotel and Conference Center on that Saturday morning. Yeah. It was, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, God. <clears throat> the other story that's out there yeah. is this Lewis Brinson, Colorado Rockies story mm-hmm. that I'm still sort of processing. Because yesterday, and if you listen to the audio, it certainly sounds like the N-word being yelled at Lewis Brinson in the ninth inning of a Rockies-Marlins game. Lewis Brinson is an outfielder for the Marlins, um, African-American. I want to make sure I'm pulling this up and I get it correct. Apparently, they've gone back and really listened to it yeah, I've got it here from The Athletic. It said the Colorado Rockies found no evidence that a racial slur was directed at Miami Marlins outfielder Lewis Brinson during Sunday's game at Coors Field. After reviewing the broadcast audio and video and speaking with Brinson, the Marlins fans, ushers, and stadium security, the Rockies believe the yelling fan on Sunday's broadcast was saying the name of the team's dinosaur mascot, Dinger. The team spoke to a fan sitting behind home plate who appeared to be yelling at the mascot, as shown in a video from Nine News Denver. Brinson and the Marlins told the Rockies they didn't hear anything that sounded inappropriate. The source said the yelling fan was heard on both broadcasts of the game Sunday while Brinson was batting in the ninth inning. Uh, the Rockies said after the game they were investigating the incident, adding they had not identified the subject before the end of the game. The MLB Players Association Executive Director Tony Clark released a statement condemning the use of racist language. Brinson's in his fifth year in the majors all spent with the Marlins. My one thought yesterday as this story was unfolding I like Lewis Brinson a lot. I like watching him play. And my one thought was, two, it was kind of twofold. It was, one, if that's what was said, it's disgusting. And why in the world would out of the blue someone in the ninth inning of a game suddenly yell that? Mm-hmm. Which led me to think, what if that's not what he said? Yeah. And I remember thinking that last night. Why are we rushing to conclusions here? Because that seems so utterly random at that point in the game against a – I mean, look, Lewis Brinson has made it far, farther in baseball than I'm ever going to make it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he plays in the major leagues. He's been in the majors for five years. You don't do that unless you have some degree of skill. Sure. But my point is that Lewis Brinson is not like Shohei Otani yeah. or Chris Bryant or something. He's, he's just a dude. He's just a guy that is good enough to play in the major leagues, but he's not a superstar by any stretch of the imagination. He can really run, and he's got a, a great glove. But Lewis Brinson's probably not going to make it to the Hall of Fame. Um, and I, I just thought, how random that somebody going after Lewis. Well, Brinson. I was thinking to myself, if you were a racist at a baseball game who was going to take a black player and and denigrate him with the ultimate slur. Why would you wait till the ninth inning? Yeah. Because it seems like you would go after him before that because what if he doesn't play in the ninth inning? What if he gets hurt? What if he gets – Yeah, all, why all of a sudden in his fourth at bat is when we're going to – Yeah, I remember thinking all of this yesterday, Like, but 
but why? Like what, what? The only thing I could come up with was well, he had to get a certain degree of drunk, yeah, to do it. But it didn't all add up, which made me, as you know, I get very frustrated at our field. It made me angry at my field a little bit last night. Like no one even included the possibility that we heard it wrong, and it did sound like it. But the one broadcast, the announcers were talking. There was background noise in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And then when they asked Lewis Brinson, and I believe they asked the home plate umpire, and I think they asked the catcher, did you hear it? And all of them said no. I thought, is it possible that someone's just mm-hmm. wrong here? And thank God. The answer is yes. And now that you hear that they're yelling dinger at at – at the mascot, you're like, okay. It just felt, the story felt funny yesterday. And I'm glad it's wrong because it would have been just horrible. But I kind of wish we could slow down sometimes with the rush to condemn. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. We've been telling you for a while now, if you're a state and school employee in the area and you have an insurance provider who uses CVS Caremark, that's a PBM, a pharmacy benefit manager, not to be confused with CVS Pharmacy. Your prescription cards include the logo, but don't worry about it. You're all good with your local pharmacy. You don't have to do anything at all. You can stay with Tyson Drugs and G&M. And with G&M, you get free delivery in, in the Oxford area and much, much more. So to find out what all they can offer to you, 662-236-2222. Someone in the thread makes a really good point. If you're in a stadium, I mean, I can't even imagine, but I've gone to baseball games. Carson and I were at three Reds games in in July. If a fan near us yelled that word, we would all be turning to look like in horror. Like, what in the world are you saying? And I don't think we would be the only ones doing it. And that didn't seem to happen at the Rockies game yesterday. There didn't seem to be a group of people that were recoiling. Now, on the flip side, if I'm at a Rockies game and I hear a fan next to me yelling at the mascot, I don't think anything of it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe he's got a kid and he wants to get a picture. I I don't know, right? That's what I'm thinking to myself. If I hear that, I'm like, eh, whatever, you're yelling at the mascot. Because if you ever go to a game, you hear people yelling at the mascot. Even at Ole Miss where they have one of the worst mascots in the history of man, you'll hear people yelling Tony at the mascot. You go to an Auburn game, people are yelling at Aubie till it's constant. So my point is, is that as a fan sitting there, you wouldn't react. If you're at an Auburn game and you hear a fan going, Aubie, Aubie, you're not reacting to it. Yeah. But if you're at a game and you hear him yell out a slur like that, you would everyone would turn and look, and that didn't seem to happen. It didn't bottom line is it didn't add up. But yeah. anyway, we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, they're based in Madison, Mississippi. Represent clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's uh, mypinwealth.com. Mypinwealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, John's part of Virtuoso, it's a worldwide network of travel partners. That allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you get in touch with John, you give him some parameters and a budget, let him give you options, and uh, you don't have to live anywhere near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Uh, you can reach Whitney at 662-567-2573-662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialties, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They are the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got load trail, Hallmark cargo trailers, spare tires and wheels for just $100. Um, full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They can repair all types of trailers as well, 601 601- Nine three two nine seven nine eight or alpha of ms dot com. And we're brought to you by the Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at the Rogue. It's the Rogue dot com forty four fifty I fifty five North in Jackson. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. 
Let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. 662-571-2367 or see him in person at 1685 High Street in Jackson. So, um, you know, we'll have some podcasts throughout uh, throughout the week. Neil and I will be back together Thursday or Friday. We'll let you know kind of what's going on from that standpoint for the schedule. And remember, we have Lane Kiffin in a, right at a half hour here. So we're about to head over to campus, take care of uh, that press conference. We have six, seven, eight players as well. I was given a list earlier today, but now it's kind of escaping me off the top of my head. I know Jerry Neely, Ben Brown, Matt Corral, um, Lakia Henry among those on the uh, on the list. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll bring that content to you over the course. We'll bring some of it to you today, some of it to you over the course of the yeah. week. You'll get it. Yeah, you'll get it. So appreciate the uh, the good number of people on the stream today, all the uh, the chatter and the stream as well. It is uh, it's football season camp back in action. It is. More coverage rebelgrove.com tomorrow. So take care, and we'll talk to you again soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.